You're listening to Black Sheep from Wired Differently. You're listening to Black Sheep from Wired Differently. All right, welcome to the Black Sheep from Wired Differently. We have tonight JP Cervantes. So JP is entrepreneur, veteran, ex-special force, actor, public speaker. I mean, there's so many things you're doing. So I will let you introduce yourself for the Canadians who don't know you because he's from our brother from the South. Um, and and then we'll just jump into what you're doing now. Hey, how you all doing? I'm JP Cervantes. I'm originally from Carolina, Puerto Rico. Uh, so I'm I'm further South and also East to the Caribbean side. <laughs> so a warmer I, place, a warmer place. Yeah, a warmer place. Definitely. So right now here in the States, uh, it's actually, I'm in North Carolina and the weather is not that bad right now. Actually is above, uh, it's the average high right now, which is about, uh, 60 degrees, nice. which is very rare for this season. Right. And that is still too cold for me. Right. Cause <laughs> I come from the Caribbean, you know, anything below 70 degrees Fahrenheit, it's too cold and we're moving out, but uh, <laughs> we're moving out. But yeah, I grew up in Puerto Rico. Uh, that's where I lived all my life until I joined the army. Uh, I was about 19 years old when I joined the army. And uh, that uh, was my first experience uh, living in the United States. But I did travel to the U.S. before a lot, a, you know, a lot because my mother always took me to Disney and, you know, traveling and all that. But actually living, that was my first experience. And uh, it was interesting. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Right. Different culture yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, and, and I joined the army. Uh, I was in the infantry at first. I was in the 82nd Urban Division. I did a few years there. I was stationed in Panama for a year as well, in the infantry mm-hmm. as well. Uh, from there, I went to uh, Special Forces Assessment and Selection. I got selected the first time. I'm glad because I don't think I would have done that again. No, I probably would, but I was complaining at that point that I wouldn't do it again. But uh, so I did get selected the first time. Then I was I went to a Special Forces Qualification Course, finished that. And I did the rest of my career in special forces. Okay. Um, so after this, because yeah, I mean, uh, you did what? You did a you did a good 15, 20 years, right? Correct. Uh, se- seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, and after seventeen years, you re- you give back your beret. And what did you do? What what did, what did you go for that? So w- when I first got out, it, it was kind of hard. It was a medical retirement, so I didn't really want to get out, but I really needed to get out. You know, I I really needed to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course. You're like, yeah, no, three more years to go. I can finish 20. And but the thing is, I, I was not gonna be happy in doing doing those other three years. I was gonna be sitting in a desk. I was not in a in a team anymore. I was not doing cool guy stuff. So I was not gonna be happy. So it was the right decision. But anyways, I, uh, I retired and uh for about the first year and a half, I want to say I was just recovering. I was just sleeping, you know, I had headaches from TBI and uh, uh dizziness and uh, blurry vision and all that. So every time I felt bad, I just stay home. I didn't have to get up. I didn't have to go to work. You know, it was like, stay here, chill, uh, eat some ramen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> order some pizza, uh, and I'll be fine. So I did that for about a year and a half. And then shortly after that, when I started feeling better, I just started working again. I just uh, uh, started doing contracts. I started my own company. Uh, and then I started also doing contracts. I was actually a G chief, a guerrilla chief for uh, the Marine Special Operations oh, wow. uh, training. So I was one of their contractors. So they're running as a you know guerrilla chief. So 
Uh, I did that for a few, for about five years, actually. But I was also doing other contracts, you know, going around doing role player support, training law enforcement, training the military, tactical shooting, uh, close uh, close quarter battle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to stay busy. And uh, yeah, and that that's what I did. So it kept you busy big time because, I mean, I, I looked up uh... – Uh, if you if you want if anyone wants to know his business his, his entrepreneur at a ship that he has his, his company is Nuzetion Nudefion right which we defy which is your motto right from uh, where Correct. you were before um, which you offer so many things it's amazing right and, and it clearly it's from all the training you had um, which anyways I, I was I was speechless I'm like oh I, I want to get that course I want to get this and then I have to travel to North to North Carolina I'm like it's starting to be a lot of money so I'll just come visit you once a year um but uh but it was fantastic to see that you went from this to I mean from the military serving to creating your own avenues right your own world at that point um now Before I met you, so some of my friends actually um, back three years ago were saying like, look at those guys. They're they're walking a freaking long thing. And it was about, let's walk it out. Um, which at that time, it was TJ was walking and, uh, and Mary, right? Correct. Um, and, and I was like, okay. So the friend that I had as friends, uh, as family down south in the US who actually passed after serving. And they were like, that, that walk is so worth. And Mary at that time was walking with actually the three names of uh, our family member who passed. So I uh, was super interested. I, I love the, the walk aspect. I mean, we do it here differently, but similar. Uh, not as crazy as 222 miles in 10 days, but you know, uh, close enough. Uh, and um, And then I started to follow you guys. And then I started to, uh, I think I got in touch with you. Um, where, where I mean, where is this idea is coming from to walk 222 miles for 10 days? And, and that's that's the curiosity that I had. And, and please explain that to people who are listening because it, it's a good idea. And it's fantastic where it's coming from. Yeah. So, I mean, we all know, even since I retired, we all knew that that the military got a big problem with suicide i mean yeah. we we know i knew that when i got out and it continued to get worse after that right mm-hmm. uh but five years ago it, it really it got really bad to where a lot of close friends of mine started just dying of suicide yeah uh so i so i became a really advocate for suicide awareness i started going around talking to people i just i just knew that people just needed someone to talk to Yeah. Uh, I even in my social media, I started telling people, even if I don't know you, shoot me a message, you know, uh, vent, let me know uh, mm-hmm. a- and talk to me. Uh, so I started doing that. And then but as I was going around, you know, I always participated in all events that I could find that were uh, suicide awareness related. And uh, I did 2.2 mile runs. I did 22 mile uh, runs. I did uh, relays. I did all kind of stuff. The 22 pushups a day, you name it, I did it. Uh, and as I was doing those, uh, I kept running into people that contemplated suicide. And when they were telling me about it, I told them, it's like, why are you thinking that? I mean, look at all this stuff. Look at all this stuff that people are doing for you. 22 pushups a day. You know, 2.2 mile runs, 22 milers. I mean, think about it. A lot of people are doing a lot of stuff to let you know that you're not alone. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, yeah, that doing 22 pushes is not going to stop you. But it's just the message that is driving. It's the awareness. And uh, so a lot of times, actually, most of the time, one of the answers I got from a lot of people was, Most of the people doing those challenges don't understand my pain, mm-hmm. right? So the word 
pain kept coming back all the time. Pain. Yeah. They don't understand my pain. It's my pain. It's my pain. And I go like, okay, got it. So yeah, it's true. A lot of people that do that, they do the challenges just to support. They really don't understand because they've never been there. Yeah. But they're still supporting, which you should appreciate that. But I go like, well, let me see uh, how I can take this to the next level, right? So I go like, I need to do something that mimics the pain. Now, the pain, the, that mental pain will not will not go away. It takes longer to go away than, than the pain of a rock march, right? Because I just take yeah. Motrin, rest for a few days, I, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, but I go like, how can we mimic that pain? So I go like, you know what? 22 mile rock march. I'm like, yeah, that's not enough. 22 mile rock march is not going to be painful. Yeah. Discomfort. Yes. Painful. No. So I go like 222. I don't know. I keep kicking myself in the butt for coming up with that idea, but I go like 222 miles. I'm like, now that will be painful. Right. Yep. I go like definitely painful. And then I go like, okay, and and now of course we're gonna carry a rucksack. Yeah. So so the concept behind it is like one, we're trying to mimic your pain. Uh, if you're out there listening and you're struggling, let, this way we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We're we're we want to mimic your pain. We want to let you know that we're willing to take the pain with you. You're not alone in that. And the reason we carry the rucksack is because we want to carry the burden with you. Yeah. Right. We want to share that burden because we all been there. We're still there. Like I, I still, you know, I still got issues. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent cure. Right. But, but I, I deal with it differently. So I tell people all the time, that's, that's the reason why we do it. And um, so I came up with that idea and I started doing a, a, a rock march uh, on my own. Uh, and then my son came to visit and, and I told him my idea and he was like, I'll go and rock with you. And so we started rocking, just trying to get ready because I was planning on doing it anyways. Right. Yeah. And I go like, okay, well, my plan is I'm going to do about 22 miles per day for 10 days. I do 22 miles. I'll stop. I camp out, put a little tent, sleep. The next day I'll wake up and keep going. And then um, I brought up the idea to TJ, right? I'm like, hey, TJ, what do you think about this? TJ goes like, man, I like it. I'll do it with you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I won't be alone, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, TJ is making phone calls. Now five more people want to do it. Five more people want to support. Next thing you know, I posted it in social media. And next thing you know, I got like 10 more people saying, I'm like, okay, well, this just got bigger. So, and then because, uh, you know, when, when I came up with the idea, I didn't realize at first, uh, it, it was just a good idea, right? Which, which a lot of people tell me it was not good, yeah. 222 miles, but <laughs> it was a good idea. But uh, I didn't realize if, if it's just me, it, it's easy. But yeah. when you have a group of people doing it, there's an intense logistic logistical support that you will need. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. You know, right? So I go like, oh snap! Uh, now this got bigger. Now I need logistical support. Uh, now uh, it's not just taking the back trails. I'm gonna have to walk in open areas like you know highways and streets and all that mm-hmm. to be able to make it to where I'm going in a you know in a decent amount of time. Uh, so now it's law enforcement coordinations, you know, it, it, it just got so big that I go like, wow, uh, yeah, we're going to need sponsors for this. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of expenses to do this. And, and at first, you know, everybody was going to stay out. Just, we stop, we camp out. Then I realized, yes, you know, that that's fine for me. And that's fine for a lot of the, a lot of other people that wanted to walk, which yeah. used to be in the military or maybe boy scouts and they like camping out. Right. Yeah. 
But a lot of the volunteers were never in the military. They're just civilians. They're just driving the support van. They're driving, you know, the equipment to from point A to point B. They don't know what it is to sleep outside. You know, it's like, yeah. so I go like, well, those people, we're going to have to lodge them. You're going to have to put them in either Airbnbs or hotel rooms. So, you know, slowly, slowly, everything got so big. And let me tell you, the first year, which was uh, 2000 and, oh my God, I was going to say Tucson. 2001, I'm completely lost here. 20. Yeah. 2021 was the very first one. Um, 2021, uh, there was a yeah. lot, a lot that we learned from that. Uh, uh, we we adjusted a lot of that in the very last one that we did in 2022. And I think right now, our logistical support got this thing nailed down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, you have heard our... Uh, our planning meetings yep. and you have heard Christine and everybody else. I mean, everybody is on point. Everybody knows what they're doing. So it took a while to get it to where it was. But like I said, originally it was just an idea of me doing it, mm-hmm. starting a GoFundMe and people could donate as I'm walking. And then I'll donate the funds to a nonprofit that, you know, that deals with veteran suicide. Yeah. Uh, of course, this event got so big that the first time that it happened, Everybody look at me and said, you know, the, the, the expectation, right? And I'm like, no, they're like, this needs to happen every year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, snap. So it got so big. Now we got to happen every year. And we just became a nonprofit ourselves. <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is freaking <laughs> so, awesome. So from where to where in North Carolina and what is the dates this year? So this year, uh, hold on, I got the flyers here because I don't want to mess up the dates. Uh, April okay, no. 14 to 23rd. So it's actually April 13. 13, okay. Yes. Uh, so it, we start at Charlie Mike's Pub, which is uh, one of our sponsors right here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then we take off and we go to Camp Lejeune. We start on April 13, okay. uh, 2023, and we go to Camp Lejeune, and then we come back to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and we end April 22nd, 2023. Perfect. That's and, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's 10 days. Uh, we ran into so many amazing people on the way, not only from the firefighters that gave us escorts, uh, the police, state troopers, uh, uh, the sheriff department, everybody that supported us, they were amazing. Even when we told them, hey, listen, we really don't need that. Like, we'll be fine. They're like, no, we, we, we're we going to block that street for you. Don't worry about it. We're like, we don't need a block. We're just going to wait for the traffic light to change. And they're like, nope. You're going to walk right on the street and go right across that. We got you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, so all the way from those people to the people that we ran along the way, like there was people tracking us on Strava. Yeah. And they knew we were going to walk by their by their street or whatever. And they were standing outside waiting on us. And that was pretty amazing. That was that really every time we were feeling down like tired and exhausted something happened that raised you know raise our spirits up uh little kids bringing us water and things like that and of course the people along the way that we ran into and they said why are you guys doing this and then once we explained them why uh they were like wow uh i was actually contemplating suicide but uh you guys just made me change my mind they're like yeah. I- i've been i've been selfish and I was like, oh, well, we, if we can save a life en route, that, that's amazing. Yeah, that, the goal is accomplished, right? Like it's oh, yeah. save one life, that's that's the start. So, okay, so I'll put it, I'll, I'll, a question for you for that one. If there's someone right now listening to us talking <clears throat> and they're thinking about it, what would you tell them? I would tell them this. Uh, a lot of times when people contemplate suicide, uh, they feel alone. 
they feel like nobody loves them. They feel like there's no way out. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, whether you admit it or not, somebody loves you. There's somebody out there that cares about you. Somebody out there that will suffer when you're gone. Uh, and there's no situation that you're in right now. It doesn't matter how bad it is that you, that you will not be able to overcome. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, a lot of times overcoming situations, we, we block ourselves and it is the problem. We make the problem bigger than it actually is. Yeah. So what I'm going to say, I'm not saying that things don't get tough. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, you know, life sucks. I'm not saying that life or, or, or actually life is amazing. You know, people suck. That's the way I look at it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so all I'm saying is somebody loves you and, and, and you're here for a reason. And you cashing out, like I like to call it, you cashing out is not solving anyone's problem but you, right? Your problem is solved, but you actually created problems for about a hundred other people, yeah. uh, especially for your very close family. So you know what? Uh, like I, I, we always do in the military, right? We 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 don't quit. We mm -hmm. continue. So yeah. if we did so many things in the military or or U.S. law enforcement or first responder, you've done amazing things that a lot of people will quit, but you didn't. Why are you going to quit now in life, which is so much easier than the job that we did, yeah. right? So don't quit. Stay around. Stick around an extra day. You know, I always tell people, I find, I, like when I went to Special Forces Selection, that's the way I look at life. When I went to Special Forces Selection, I always had small goals, right? Small victories. And I, and I always say, when people told me, hey, JP, when are you going to quit? And I'm like, ah, man, it's, it's lunchtime. I'll probably quit after dinner because I heard they got steaks for dinner. So I, so I want to make sure I eat dinner yeah. before I quit. You yeah. know, and they're like, oh, okay, then we eat dinner. Uh, JP, where are you going to quit? And I'm like, I don't know. Army breakfast is pretty good. I mean, that omelet, this and that. I'll quit after breakfast. And then, you know, I just kept making that, that looking for the next goal, yep. uh, short goal. And that's what I tell people all the time when it comes to suicide. You got to keep looking for the next short goal. Yes, you know, uh, you're depressed, got it. Um, people go like, it's not going to go away. I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it will go away tomorrow. I'm not saying so everybody's different. Yeah. So for some, the situation that you're in, whether it's depression, whether it's financial problems, whether it's marital problems, whether it's problem with the children, relationship problems, whatever that might be, it might be solving a day. It might be solving a week. It might take two years, three years. It might take 10 years. Who mm -hmm. knows? But guess what? It's going to end at some point, right? It's yep. going to end at some point. And along the way, you got to continue to live. Yeah, I think I think you have the. I love the, the little turn that you gave, uh, and I mean with a special force aspect, but the small wins, and yeah. it comes down to this, right? Like we are so the society, not we're, but society is so involved into having that big house, big thing, and that costs a lot of money. But you're right. I think a good meal is not something that everyone can have. Period. Right. I think a good steak. All right, let's be honest though, military steak sucks. Uh, but that's just my two cents. Okay, it's, it tastes like shit. But yeah, it's still steaks. Uh, but I agree with you. Like a good meal is a win, right? Because it's not everyone who can have it. Having a, a home that is warm, right? Have a roof over your head is a win. Um, I can tell you personally for having been through that kind of Rome two years ago, um, it was not quitting. Personally, it was the the you know the darkness spot and depression was not ending, right? Correct. So you, you you're in that tunnel and you cannot see the dim light. And usually, let's say the pain is two hours, so you deal with two hours. You get used to two hours and you kind of carry on. But that that 
that dark tunnel was there for two hours, three hours, five hours, six hours, seven hours. And you wonder if you're going to be stuck like this forever. Right. And I think when I thought of it personally, that's what I was visiting. Right. Will it fucking stop? And I'm sorry for swearing. It's French barrier here. Um, but, uh, uh, but that's kind of what I was visiting. So I understand totally what you're saying about quitting aspect. And I mean, I spoke to the wife of a friend who passed recently and she's like, we were talking about not quitting and I'm like, I don't think it's quitting that he did. I think he wanted to just stop the pain. Yeah. Right? So it's not necessarily ending the life, but it's stopping the pain, which by consequence, correct life. Right. Uh, which, which you're totally right. It's awful for people who surround uh, those people um, and, and the family and kids or, or whatever that it is, maybe. Um, and yes, we need to actually bring those people back. And I think I read a book about another uh, soldier from us and it was fantastic. How he explained it. He explained that, you know, when you get out of the forces, it's like you're getting off a train. The train still goes 200K an hour. You're the one who stay here. So yep. all the people you serve with it, they're gone, right? Yep. As much as you're going to stay in touch with, they're, they're so busy with whatever, if it's work hop, if it's, you know, the deployment or mission or whatever you want to call it, you're here now. And you said it, right? I'm sure that the first two years you ate pizza and so on, that was kind of part of that. Like, what am I doing now? Right. Like, yeah. what is my now new goal? What is my new mission? Because they do have one. I don't. I have to take care of myself. And let's be honest. When you're a servant, you don't know how to take care of yourself. This is so fucking, this is so foreign. It's foreign for, for us to take care of us because we used to take care of people. Right. I mean, Which, think about it. Uh, when I started my own business, uh, I have to, str I struggle. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to sound funny, but I struggle looking at my closet trying to figure out what I was going to wear for a meeting. Yeah. Because guess what? Before I didn't have to, I know the uniform I got to put on and exactly how it's going to go on. Yeah. And I'm the same. I, I hear you 100%. <laughs> I was looking at my clothes and I'm like, do I wear a polo? I even asked my <laughs> wife and I'm like, the polo or is it a dress shirt? And she's like, where are you going? I'm like, you know where I'm going. We're going to that meeting. And she's like, who's going to be there? I don't know. People who ask me to come. She's like, well, but you need to dress for it. I'm like, I have jeans. Go get some pair of pants. Yeah. Things yeah. won't work. Uh, and, and your hiking shoes, it's not good for me in your business. So you're totally right. I think there's a big adaptation. And um, I'm curious. I'm like, is there, do you have guys in, in US, in the military, do you have like a, a transfer, like a preparation to be transferred to the civilian life? Is there any course for this? Because we have something. Uh, you know what? They, they are... Huh. Unfortunately, a lot of those courses are they've been done online. And let me tell you, a lot of guys are still doing transition while they're still at work, basically. They're still doing their job and doing transition. So they got to stop whatever they're doing in their team room or in their, you know, their supply people in the supply room to log in to a quick class, which they're not even paying attention to because they're here trying to do something else for work at the same time. So, yeah, a lot of those classes, they, they don't even remember. 40% of what was said, right? They just yeah. remember the name of the class. That's about it, yeah. uh, which is sad, right? If you're doing transition, doing transition, period. That's all you focus on. But that's not the way it happens. Um, so, so you got all those guys doing those courses. And then there's a lot of foundations that got little things like that. I know uh, there's ones called the Honor Foundation. Uh, they do things like that. Uh, there's other foundations that got similar programs to that. But the thing is, not everybody knows those programs. Yeah. And on top of that, not everybody can take the time of work to go and do those programs either. Yeah. You know? So so it's kind of hard. Like they gotta wait until they get out of the military to go and seek those programs at that point. It's too late because some of them 
didn't retire. They got to go to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So at that point, they're like, the, the, the train never stopped for them. It, they just change they just change cars in that train, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the train's still rolling. But, but the thing is, now they're in a different car and they got no idea what they're doing. No, and, and they're probably not ready because it is, and even because I've seen it and I've been there, but, uh, and I've talked to various guys who switch from military to another uniform that is nurse, that is doctors, that yeah. is whatever else, maybe. And, uh, and they all say the same we're so not ready for a civilian life or they're not ready for us. What are the other? To me, it's the same because our, our train of thought is not the same. It's not the same as a civilian person. Uh, The, the, the way the military works from what I've seen is it has to be done for yesterday. Yeah. Right? I, got, I got a buddy of mine that joined the army. He was already a chiropractor, right? He had his own practice yep. and he joined the army and he retired from the army and he's lost now. And this is a guy that was a professional chiropractor before he joined the army. And right now he's, he's completely lost. He's clueless. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've been in the military for so long. This, This all I know, like, I cannot deal with patients anymore. I'll go over there and go like, okay, what the fuck is wrong with you? They'll be like, you can't talk to me like that dog. It's like, why not? It's just regular talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm just talking nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, there's a, there's a, but on the same way, which by all means, right. With society being offended, right, left and center, but on the same way, there's a reason why the military works in such way and, and is functional. Because right. there's no there's no violin that we play. We we don't play with the word. This is what it is. We go that way, and that's it. We also remove feelings from any decision, which any business. Not, if, not anymore. Well, not, not anymore. The new but, military. <laughs> but we're both out, so the, the military yes. move in. There's no feelings. I mean, you know, I I used to tell people that the military is a dysfunctional, functioning family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that that's the way it is. That's the yeah. way it is. Yeah. I, and you know, uh, uh, John, let me let me add something to something you said earlier about you know that that dark tunnel that you never see the end. Yeah, uh, I was there. I was there at one point, and uh, I remember one day I was sitting down on my couch and I like that tunnel, that tunnel, and literally my entire living room turned black. Because, but that was my own fault. Because I kept thinking about that dark tunnel. That mm -hmm. next thing you know, that tunnel you know, enter my reality. Right. Yep. Uh, so it was my fault. Right. Which fine. So all of a sudden everything got dark and I go like, holy crap, how do we get out of here? How do they get out of here? And it's so, it would sound funny, but this is what I said. I'm like, Hey, dumbass, turn on your flashlight. You create your own light. Everywhere you go in the military, you always got a flashlight, turn it on, yeah. create your own light, create your own pathway. It's like, yeah. it doesn't matter how dark it is, your light will shine the way you want to go. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And then, of course, I was so stupid, I got out of one and looked for a flashlight. I like, I like, yeah, well, that was just metaphorically, like, I really don't need one. But it does make <laughs> sense, though. It totally makes sense, right? Because you, your body goes to something that it knows. And Correct. I mean, the symbol is fantastic. Um, and, and that's good. Uh, I mean, yeah, to, you're totally right. You, you're 100% right. I, I was a, uh, I was beside the highway personally looking at the big trucks and I'm like, I need to really run fast to be in front of it. So it hit me without it breaking <laughs> before it hits me. And, and, um, and my phone was ringing. My wife had called me like I think 45 times and I'm like, this is this or her being alone, raising kids. And I was like, no, 
and I kind of light up, right? Yeah. Um, but but I think from everything we we've seen with the twenty two push ups, with the uh, um, the twenty two uh, miles ran run, sorry, uh, all of this, it comes down to the same thing: we need to check on our people. We really, yeah. really do, um, because there's a big step uh, down or up. Doesn't matter the size where you're going to look at it. When you leave the the military, when you leave the uniform, there's a part of you that leaves, and and because we are, I think, uh, a group, right? We're a family, like you said, dysfunctional, perfect. Um, we have to then find who we are. A lot of people yeah. forget about that, right? Because oh, we're we're the squadron, uh, we're that unit, uh, we're well, you're you. Who the hell is you? Right, yeah. people forget about that, and it takes it takes a time to find your your entity or identity, whatever you want to call it, to get there. So you're totally right. There's there's a time, uh, and I mean I've seen it in um, God, I love them, uh, Vet TV. They have a show yeah. where there's two guys. Literally, you see them uh, at first, and they're just stone or drunk on a couch, and they're two friends. And I was like, at first, I didn't understood, but it makes sense now, right? You get up, and you're trying to understand what is going on around you and it doesn't make sense right um so no so i i really love the let's walk it out i mean it's a fantastic we're two canadian flying to you guys uh this year uh we have uh i think we have three or four companies from canada who are supporting your uh your creation i mean literally your um that we want to help because we have the same issues uh i yeah. i was talking to a social worker last weekend there's uh four in one base who just killed himself uh there's you know november to december it's a hard time for a lot of people uh, and, and, and i'll say it like check on your people it, it remains the same you guys have i think we have six million veterans in us if i correct uh, if i remember correctly there's a lot of people who suffer in that six million right where we're kind of calculating I don't know if you saw it in let's walk it out uh social media but uh there was three or four Border Patrol uh, agents that died of suicide uh, within within weeks from each other, uh, and then there was uh, three or four Navy wow. uh, Navy men who, in the same unit, I believe, died from suicide as well. Crazy uh, in the same week, and you're like, this too much. It's too much, and and the numbers uh, of suicide have been actually updated. Mm-hmm. And that 22 is not longer 22. They realize they've been having their, their numbers wrong for a long time. Yeah. It's actually 44. Which is crazy. So we're not doing 40, 444 miles, though, eh? Uh, no. Okay. no. I, I think 222 drives the point across. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. Four, <laughs> yeah, we don't need 444 miles. No. So, so on this, I, I, I watched actually a documentary or a TED Talk. I don't remember exactly what it was. But... Um, there's something super interesting about this, right? So when the 9-11 happened in US and soldiers started to uh, actually sign up to go serve and go across uh, the pond, US were very tight and people would understand when there's people were like losing their life and so on. And it kind of got lost in between, right? And by all means, the effect is the same here because we kind of follow you guys. Um, but what I found very interesting is we have roughly the same amount of or percentage of mental illness. We're, we're around the 20% which is still a lot when you think about mm-hmm. it. Now, Israel, which they have a good military by all means, their percentage of uh, mental health, and I'm going to throw that out, it's 1.6. And the reason why it's so low, uh, it's because everyone has to serve. So when you come back home, people understand. Um, they look at actually different war. Uh, First World War, yes, you had the, the trench. Um, how do you call that? It was a trench 
diagnose or trench. There's a there's there's a term for it. Anyways, PTSD, but different term. Um, and it was still less because they would come back home and people would understand they all work towards that World War X. Um, you go in native uh tribes, same thing, male and female would go to war between tribes. Yeah. They would come back and understand. So uh, what they found out recently is actually um, it's because people don't understand. You come back to a world where people are fighting for very stupid things, right? Within our country, they're at war between each other. They don't accept each other. They just go right, left, and center where uh, you just left to do a war and you come back and they're still fighting for a reality that is only to their little world. So I, I find that super interesting because it's true, right? We we see a reality about like Iraq, Afghanistan, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that is, that's poor. That's war. That's unlucky. We come back here. We have all house. Most of us have houses. Uh, most of us have uh, heat, food. We don't have food. We have stamps. Uh, the system is kind of well done for this, by all means. And we're still complaining and bitching about life. Oh yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's a actually there's a meme that I've saw recently. It is super fantastic. It's a neighborhood in North America. The house are all the same. Right. And this, it says, you think that's reality. Meanwhile, the two third of the world is at war. Right. That is, that is a, a war of country against country or inside of each, each country. Colombia is not safe. Right. Let's be honest here. Uh, like there's, there's many countries in South that are not, or Africa or, you know, East Europe and so on. Um, so the reality we have, I think we're, we're, there's a lot of people who complain about it, but we're pretty damn lucky. And I think it comes down to what you were saying. Realize what you have, as small as it is. That is a warm meal, a warm steak. Even if it would not be the steak you buy at the at the restaurant or whatnot, it's still a steak. You're pretty damn lucky to have it. So yeah, I tell a lot of people that some of our homeless people in the U.S. Uh, live better than a low-income family yeah. in South America. Uh, you go, I, I, I've been to Washington, D.C., and let me tell you, the weirdest thing I've seen is you go to one of their forgot the name of one of their parks over there is like a public park and it's full of homeless like homeless left and right but one you know one thing that you observe when you're walking there is almost i want to say maybe one of every three homeless got bicycles next to them right so they're li- they're laying on the floor with a little blanket and their bicycles and almost all of them got cell phones on iphones yeah uh like they're all over there on their iphones sending texts doing stuff and they're homeless yeah. Yeah. I go like, what? <laughs> it, it's insane. I mean, uh, we have in this, the town where it used to be a police, we have, uh, they call it DI. And uh, it's a building where you can go at any time of the day. If you want to crash there, obviously you need to be sure of what you, you keep your shoes in because apparently shoes get stolen quite fast and so on. But if, if you maintain to go there X amount of time and you show that you stop using, you're going to go to the second floor. And the second floor, you have a bed. You're allowed to have a bed. And then if you go there and you have now a job, if it, even if it's not permanent, you go to the third floor. And third floor, it's a room that is closed now. So you have privacy, right? And, and we have all those programs in town. And then you have a, a midway house, if you wish. Like uh, there are a bunch of them where it lives in an actual home that they run themselves. They have their own room and it's paid by the government, yeah. right? Because don't get me wrong, minus 40, 
right? It's not 60 degrees like you're talking about. Minus 40, you froze outside. <laughs> you froze. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you become a bump sickle. Um, but anyways, but uh, like there's 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 something. We're, we're not that bad. And you're right. South America, I've seen favelas when I was in Brazil. And they're made of mud, right? So when you have a shitload of rain, bye-bye house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's down. Um, but what I was extremely su- surprised, and I mean, I appreciate it, the pride that that they have is huge and they're oh, yeah. willing to share like there's no tomorrow you oh, want a yeah. you want a piece of my lunch well no like you don't have like a dinner like keep it no no no, no i really want you to have it and i'm like uh, well yeah and and we would be told like yeah have a piece because it's not respectful to not say yes um so it, it was amazing to see versus what we have here where everyone have meals or most most likely uh i mean it, it, where I'm come from, Montreal, it was known that there's people who uh, are like business people who will wear drag clothes, like shitty clothes, at lunch and go wash like squeegees, right? Squeegee cars, because they would make $40,000 at the end of the year more by doing <laughs> that every lunch. Yeah. And it, it's not taxable, right? Because. Yeah, it's cash gash right so it's extremely interesting you're totally right i mean we sometimes yes there's problem here but i think we're quite lucky and we forget about it uh yeah right so you know when it when it comes to to mental health and 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 depression and all that i always tell Mm -hmm. people it's like uh appreciate what you have not what you wish you have Mm -hmm. right not what you want so I appreciate what you have. You know, one of the things that I tell people all the time, you know, when I go to the store or coffee shop and they go like, how are you doing today? I always give them the same answer. I'm like, I'm doing great. I opened my eyes this morning. That was a good start. Yeah. And they just look at me like, well, that's a, I guess that's a good attitude. I'm like, yeah, you opened your eyes this morning. That means you're still above ground. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Your head above water. That's all that matters. Yeah. It comes yeah. down to this, right? No, I totally agree. So. If we want to find uh, for Let's Walk It Out, if we want to support, where do we go? Uh, go to letswalkitout.org. Uh, you're going to find us there. You find us on Instagram and Facebook as well as Let's Walk It Out 222 Mile Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find us there. And yeah, and uh, you'll find all the information there. Uh, all the links to our social medias are on the website too. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor, uh, there's sponsorship links on the website. And also if you just want to make a donation. You can make a donation right there as well. Uh, we're a 501c3, so it's tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it's legit. It's not just, you know, people collecting money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, so if you want to donate to a team, don't donate to JP's team. I have a team as well. So don't donate to him because I need to raise more money than he does, just so you know. Uh, but, uh, but seriously, we have how many core walker this year? Uh, so we got this year, we got six, six core workers. Okay. And uh, are they all from North Carolina? Actually seven. No, not all from North Carolina. Well, you're one of them. You're coming yeah. from Canada. Yeah. Uh, we got Carlos. He's actually from Wires on the Fly. He's coming from Texas. Nice. Uh, we got Pablo and David, which are coming from Puerto Rico. Awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, the rest are from here, from North Carolina. And are they all uniform members? Uh, no. Uh, well... Yes, Carlos is retired from Special Forces. Actually, we served together. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Pablo is a police officer okay. in Puerto Rico. And David is emergency management uh, director in Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. So, and then everybody else is just 
mili- former military. So nice, nice. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, I'm gonna put all those link. Uh, it's gonna go on YouTube. It's gonna go on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever the one I can find because I want to spread the world as much as I can. Um, but yeah, if uh, if someone who in North Carolina can can they join us during the walk. Ah uh, yes, so the way the work works, uh, we we try to do registration last year and the year before, and and it's kind of like weird because people don't show up, and then you got too many assets in place that you wasted. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so what we're doing now is like, uh, if you want to show up, it's free. You just show up, you sign a no disclosure agreement, uh, not not a no disclosure, a you know a a, a, a waiver. waiver. Mm-hmm. You sign a waiver, and you can walk with us whatever you want and uh you know we got support vans so whatever you start the support vans can bring you back at the end of the day the only thing that we cannot provide for you is lodging so if you show up on your own you you need to take care of your own lodging but we'll have support vans and stuff like that if you want to walk one mile or three miles or you just want to walk one day you can do that you don't have to do the whole thing we actually have people who park their cars walk 300 meters and then they went back to their cars and left Uh, but that that's still support. They just wanted to show support. So if, if you want to do that, you can just show up. Uh, the way we do it is uh, uh, probably about a month prior to the rock, we're going to have the routes already posted on the website. Mm-hmm. And also every morning before we start, there will be a Strava link on the website that you can track us live nice. uh, as, as we're moving along. And if you say, okay, they're here, I'm going to meet them here. Okay. Um, you can meet us there, jump out, come with us, and then we'll bring you back to your car uh, uh, at the end of the day, if that's necessary. And is there any event at the end of each days, or are we just racking it up, or what is uh, what is the plan? Yes, so at the end of this day, normally we're we're hosted by by one of the cities that we 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 stop. Like for example, the first one is the city of Ultraville, and they always do a big gathering over there with with almost the whole town shows up. Uh, so you know we we just have dinner with them talk with them. And one thing that we always do in every single stop that we make, once we stop at the end of the day, one thing that we do, and you're going to love this, John, is we we talk to everybody about suicide real quick. We don't do it long because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to bore people to death, right? We just want to tell them, hey, this is what we're doing this. Uh, and then what we do is we tell everyone, okay, now, right now, take two minutes uh, and go ahead and make a phone call to someone you haven't talked to in a long time or mm-hmm. someone who you think might need to hear your voice right now. And you call them first. If they don't answer, you're leaving a voicemail and then you follow up with a text saying, Hey buddy, I tried to contact you. I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing well and sending a message. And uh, the way I say to do that is because you don't know who's the one person you're going to call that might need to hear your voice at that point. And actually we had three people that made phone calls and they said, I had no idea I was saving a life today. It's like, I just called this person and they told me, oh my God, I didn't know I was going to do, I was about to do something stupid and you call me. That's awesome. Uh, So, so make that, so we do that at the end of each day. That's one thing that we do and we take very serious. Everybody just goes, you know, walks around with their phone and make phone calls. And, and it's great to hear some of the conversations like, no, man, I love you too. No, no problem. Call me anytime. You know, it's like, it's just amazing. I, I don't have to be, you know, service member related. It can be just a family member that, you know, is struggling, you know, or, or brother or sister that you haven't talked to in a long time. Just making a phone call is not going to hurt you. No, it's an awesome yep. initiative. I love it. Yep. Um, and I'm going to try to do a podcast actually every night that we're there if we can have energy to actually do it and sit. But I'll, I'll try to get actually each one of the core member to talk just why they're doing it. Oh yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Uh, I mean, 
I'm looking forward to fly in because that way I can uh, can run away from winter. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, just to meet you in person is going to be fantastic and see Ryan as well. I've uh, been talking to you two for a long time. Um, so yeah, thank you for being with me. Uh, I will air that very shortly, my friend. Uh, and, and I can't wait to be with you. All right, brother. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep from Wired Differently. If you found value in today's episode, please share with others and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with John, check out johnarshambo.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep from Wired Differently. If you found value in today's episode, please share with others and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with John, check out johnarshambo.com. We'll see you next time.